0: Please uh, take a seat. Thank you to Isaac and uh, the band and everybody that's taken part so far. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's my privilege just to share a few thoughts at this time. Don't worry, it's not a full Sunday morning sermon. As they say, there's a fine line between a sermon and a hostage situation. And uh, we're not going to keep you hostage tonight. But it's a privilege, though, to share a few thoughts, particularly at this time. Uh, of year and uh, a lot of the readings we've had have been talking about signs you can see up on the screen everybody should know these important signs I'm not too sure what those signs are uh, but I just thought I'd put it up I've been driving around Birmingham for this last year and there's some interesting road layouts I don't know if you noticed that and interesting signs So, signs are there, they are important for us, they warn us, they prepare us, they direct us. And we're just going to put up a few signs one by one uh, to measure their helpfulness. So, here's the first one. (laughs) Not too sure how helpful that one is. Um, Here's the second one. All the best. So that's uh, going all over the place. Good luck to you. Third one. No pets allowed, but they must be on a leash. Uh, the next one. So if you die, you've got to pay 200 pounds. I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. And the next one. Welcome to die, Idaho. Uh, no, Iowa. We hope you brought something to do. That's very exciting. <laughs> and uh, the next one. That says no target shooting. And the next one. Still a long way to go, kids. And the next one. Wash and vacuum senior citizens, only fifteen ninety five. That is That is the best deal you're going to get. And the next one, now I do like this one because there's many different things you can do if you encounter a mountain lion. Um, So what does he say? Uh, Face the lion and back away slowly, it's one. Second one, be large and shout. Third one, keep your children close and pick them up without bending. (laughs) And the last one, if attacked, fight back. (laughs) That's good. as long as your kids are close to you. That's fine. Okay, next one. (laughs) Heavy pedestrian traffic. Oh no, I shouldn't have put that one up. Next one. (laughs) Drunk people crossing. Didn't get that in Harborne. That was not in Harborne, by the way. And uh, next one. Don't let Ruiz kill you. Let the church help. Uh, next one, unattended children will be given an espresso and a free puppy, so you uh, <laughs> need to look after your children. And finally, and this will be a sign to you. And many of the readings that we've uh, had tonight, and it said, uh, talks a lot about signs, and uh, the, uh, the shepherds were visited by an angel, and they said this, the angel said, do not be afraid, I'll bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, the Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. Now, what would be the sign? The sign is, the angel says, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, babies are born all the time, millions of them, but you don't find many of them in mangers like that. You wouldn't do it, not even back then, no way. And the, the shepherds in the Christmas store, as we know, they went to the stable to see this incredible sight. And it says that uh, they went then and told other people about it, and they were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. So why did Mary need a sign from the shepherds. After all, nine months before, she'd had a visit from an angel to say that Jesus is going to be born to her. But I guess we were reminded through the Christmas story that it was a teenage pregnancy. She was not married. Her fiancé was struggling with it, kind of wanted out at times. I'm sure she was terrified by being visited by an angel. She then had to walk, just before she gave birth, 65 miles to Bethlehem, because there was a census, that would have taken four or five days to get there. There was no room when she got there, where she wanted to stay at the inn. She had to put her baby in a manger, and wasn't too sure where they were going to go from there. So when the shepherds turned up and said that we'd had a visitation from an angel, and they went and told her, it was a sign to her and reminded that what had been promised would Come true. Now, Jesus being born in a manger was a big sign for the shepherds, as we know. Um, now, I can identify with shepherds a little bit, is that when I was younger, they only let me be a shepherd. I know. I don't think I quite got over it yet. That is quite something. How many of you played a shepherd in the nativity? Okay, one or two. How many of you were angels? Yeah, I don't believe it. Some of you say that you're angels. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Shepherds were very familiar with angels, but they'd never seen a baby born in one. But this was something that they would never forget, and it is something that the world has not forgotten either. That's what nativity means, birth, and we've remembered it every year for 2,000 years. But what about us today? What about what kind of sign is that for us today. There's no more evidence even for us than for the Son of God to be born and placed in a manger. And firstly, it is a sign that God understands the messiness of life. God understands the messiness that we go through. Even in this period that we find ourselves in, God understands the messiness that we are undertaking, a sign that he wants to get involved. In Chicago a few years ago there was a wall unveiled um, and they were going to paint it and they noticed this graffiti on it and at the top of the wall on this graffiti somebody had written Nishi, uh, sorry God is dead signed Nishi. Now Nishi is a philosopher and somebody put God is dead signed Nishi Then somebody had come and just written just below it, Nishi is dead, signed, God. (laughs) Then somebody had come and put below that and said, God's not dead, I spoke to him this morning, signed, Billy Graham. Then somebody came and put, who is Billy Graham? Signed, God. Then it went all the way down to the bottom and somebody had put, and they think it was a young lady, God is there but he just does not care to get involved. One of the things that we pick up from the Christian story, that God understands the messiness of life and the messiness that we go through. And he says that she will give birth to a son and give him the name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. So God understands the messiness of life and he also understands where we have messed up. And he's very gracious. Secondly, It was a sign that God puts value and places value upon each of us. I don't know if you understand that shepherds were really seen to be very poor people, very low profession. But here's an angel visiting the shepherds. And by God sending his son to the earth, he's saying that you are valuable. We heard the verse earlier, didn't we? For God so loved the world. You are valuable. Now, a few years ago, Wendy and my, uh, uh, my good wife and children, we were fortunate to have a little bit of a trip to New York, to Manhattan. I don't know if you've been there. And we did one thing that I thought I would never do, and that is go on an open-top bus. I didn't think I'd ever do it, but my neighbour had been to New York and they said, you should do it, so we did it. And it was interesting, as we went round, um, uh, what's the park called? Central Park, that's right. And uh, you see all these apartments. They are amazing. They are amazing. But they're so expensive. And as we went past the person, the tall guy, was saying, this person lives here, this person lives here, this is what this one is worth. We went round to the far side of Central Park and says, up there is the apartment that Jackie Anassis used to live in. Used to be married to JFK. And... Her property, her apartment, was worth four million pounds. But somebody bought it for 16 million pounds just because she had lived there. And the Bible says, doesn't it, that for God so loved the world that he sends his one and only son. He places incredibly high value upon the world and upon our lives. And these shepherds would have felt incredibly important having been looked down upon by so many people. You know, it's amazing uh, over the years of being a Christian and a Christian leader how valuable people feel when they engage with the Lord Jesus Christ, how valuable they feel as an individual. So what does it mean to us? Why is it a sign that God understands messiness? It's a sign that God places value upon us. And finally and thirdly, you listen really well. It was a sign that everyone is invited. Because the angel says, Today I bring you good news that causes great joy to all the people. Everybody. For every nation, era, background, even for us today. And J. John, the evangelist, he says this. We tend to observe that Advent is about the infant Jesus, and we stop there. We need to, be, need to go beyond simply noting facts to consider its significance. We need to be those who ask the much deeper question, what is this child going to be? And in the case of Jesus, the answer is someone and something far greater and far more wonderful than we could ever imagine. And for many of us who follow the Lord Jesus, just know that the birth of Jesus is something more Incredible to it. Why do we celebrate the birth of Christ? It's because He's alive today. You tend to celebrate the birthdays of people that are alive, and Jesus has been alive for the last 2,000 years. And it will continue. It's interesting, isn't it, that when Jesus arrives, then there was a census. And it made me think that on the TV at the moment in time, we just see statistics after statistic after statistic, don't we? Of COVID cases and all these statistics. And Jesus comes down to earth and becomes one of us. That is incredible, isn't it? He becomes one of us. He becomes one of us so that we can become like him. He lives on earth for 33 years so that we can live for eternity. He lays down his own glory so that we can discover who we are. He left the comforts of heaven so we can know peace with God and the peace of God. And it says that the shepherds were living out in the fields nearby, just as we conclude. And they had this invitation to personally go and encounter the Lord Jesus Christ for themselves. And they had a very important decision to make. Because it is reckoned that the shepherds were only within five miles of the stable. They were so close, but they had a choice to make. Would they go and encounter the Lord Jesus Christ for themselves? The fields were so close. And the, the invitation is very much for you and for me, and for anybody who calls on to the name of the Lord, to go And encounter him. John Ortberg, a church leader in America, says this You know, God is closer than you think. God is closer than you think. And because he sent Jesus, God is closer than we think. So we need to make sure we don't keep ourselves distant from him and allow him to draw close. And I know that over this Christmas period, he wants us to encounter him. So this last verse, you've listened so well. The shepherds returned after visiting Jesus, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard which they had just been told about. was very real. Bless you. Now in a moment we're going to pray together, but I'm going to invite uh, Sandy and Gigi again. They're going to come and play a particular carol for us, and I know that you're going to enjoy this. And uh, Isaac will let you know when we can join in with this particular carol. But at first, we're going to uh, invite them to come and play for us. You'll recognise it quite quickly. Then we'll join in with singing it, and then we'll pray together in a few moments. Thanks, Sandy.